Hey there and welcome. You are listening to the Parkview Global Podcast. We are so excited for you to join the conversations between our Global Missions hosts and our amazing guests. Don't forget to follow our social media accounts at Parkview Global. Now, enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Parkview Global Podcast. My name is Bill Carroll and I am the Global Pastor at Parkview Christian Church right outside of Chicago. As always, I am joined by Christy Mullen, Parkview's Africa Coordinator. Welcome, Christy. Hello, everyone. We want to invite you to follow along with us as we welcome a different one of our global partners on the podcast each month. Today, we are joined by two of Parkview's own, David and Katie Spear. Uh, David and his new wife, Katie, are moving to Nottingham, England, in about a month to join and train with an international university campus ministry called Global Scope. Global Scope is a network of campus ministries on major university campuses in places like England, Spain, Mexico, Scotland, the Netherlands, Germany, Uruguay, Chile, Thailand, and Australia. So they are everywhere. And each ministry has their own approach to engaging students from around the world, welcoming them into community and sharing the love of Jesus. We are super excited to have David and Katie. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. We are super excited for you guys as you get ready to, gosh, in the next month even-ish, possibly moving over to England, which is super exciting. Yeah. So uh, we always try and start easy. First things first, uh, you've been married for about one year now, and you're about to pack up everything you own and move to England. How many wedding presents that you received a year ago will you re-gift before leaving? That's really funny (laughs) because we planned wedding gifts around moving oh well done so we did uh, a lot of uh european gift cards and stuff (laughs) that's great like airbnb gift cards and ryanair gift cards Uh and nice a lot of people went off the book though um and so we definitely have like tons of um established 2019 um, mr and mrs wedding gifts and all kinds of things that we're definitely rehoming but (laughs) that's a nice way of putting it yeah (laughs) so was regifted how many first year of marriage christmas ornaments did you get None. Um, wow. We, your mom got us a whole set, and then oh, I know yeah. a couple, like my sister did. Oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah. this. Yeah, we have a you whole box of Christmas ornaments. <laughs> yes. Right, yeah, super <laughs> sentimental. I'm sure you used suitcase space to move those over with you, so yes. that's good. Yeah. 100%. Second question. Uh, we recently interviewed Tom Gallant on a previous episode, and Tom is the leader of one of the other England Global Scope teams. Yeah. Uh, David, do you know how to pronounce the name of the city that you are traveling to? Because Tom took about five minutes of the podcast uh, to explain and correct me him. on how to pronounce <laughs> the, the name they work in. So I am now an expert in the Queen's English. So if you need help, I'm, I'm just saying. If that were true, you wouldn't have mispronounced it in the first paragraph. Yes. <laughs> oh, so, so, yikes. So, uh, at Notting- All the H's are silent. I Nottingham. 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 Yeah. Birmingham. I put like a space in there now. So it's like Nottingham. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. 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 Not like Birmingham, yeah. Alabama. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which is what Tom said. So shout out to Tom. All right, guys, again, super glad to have you. And I mean, Dave, you've been around for about 10 years at Parkview, which is mm-hmm. like half your life. Um, you've been an intern on staff with Student Ministries. And we're super proud of you guys and, and so excited to be a part of what you're doing. Tell us your story. Tell us about how God led you to want to work with university students in England and in, in Europe. Yeah, so I um, probably late high school realized that I was uh, really driven towards youth ministry. And so... I uh, uh, went to college with that in mind, doing youth ministry, high school, junior high uh, ministry. And then I got a a minor in children's ministry, and I got a a minor in uh, biblical Hebrew. And the whole idea was like, the idea was, I want to do youth ministry. Well, in college, in a college town, a Christian college town, with at least five 
churches of the same denomination around that school, I realized they have nothing for college students, mm-hmm. nothing. Um, they would do like once a month, like a, a, a brunch afterwards, but it was for the whole congregation. It's just they were focusing on the, the college students. And I, I thought that was kind of weird. I thought that, that didn't make sense. This is the, the next generation of leaders in the church and stuff like that. You should probably focus, especially especially in a, a Christian college town, the churches should be taking special notice of those students. Yeah. And so I started to get very, um, I guess, passionate about like campus ministry and focusing on university students and stuff like that. And um, right around that time, I... Uh, had this weird God moment where I knew I needed to go to Ireland. I just didn't know why. And um, that took me uh, a roundabout way to uh, uh, Nathan Jones, who then uh, directed me towards CMF because Nathan was on the Birmingham team way back in the day. And so he was like, hey, talk to this guy. He might have the answers to the questions you're asking. I'm not saying ask him for a job because they don't have anything in Ireland but maybe he has some of the answers to the questions you're asking. And so I emailed the guy, uh, his name's Phil. I emailed Phil, he uh, didn't get back to me for like seven months uh, via email because he was on sabbatical. And when he finally emailed back, uh, we talked and I gave him a much more elaborate version of that. And um, he, uh, he was like, man, that's really weird. I'm like, yeah, and I don't know why I'm supposed to go or what I'm supposed to do. And he's like, oh yeah, that's weird too. But what's really weird is you and a few other people contacted us saying you feel like you need to go to Ireland and you wow. don't know why. It's like, wow, yeah, that is pretty weird. <laughs> and so uh, that? <laughs> that team was forming. There were, there were uh, six of us uh, forming to get ready to go to Cork, Ireland. And uh, about two and a half years passed of just constantly running into walls and struggles with visas and nobody was willing to like sponsor us and support us. And Eventually, uh, uh, on Ireland's side. On, on Ireland's yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. yeah, on Ireland's <laughs> side. And so uh, Phil eventually was like, so here's, here's the plan. Uh, we got multiple options and the ball's entirely in the team's court. Right. We can either um, all stay here and continue doing what we're doing. And whenever the laws loosen up in Ireland, we'll do that. Um, if you all are cool with it we'll split you temporarily and send you to two separate teams the teams that have space right now are the two in england um if none of you want to go to england and you'd rather go somewhere else we can send you somewhere it's a conversation. else and so what's interesting is during this whole conversation i just kept thinking about a conversation katie and i had about six months earlier six seven months earlier mm-hmm. um, when we were on our way back from a missionary thing in uh, uh, Mexico where we were told then that there might be an opportunity we might have to split you up for a bit and uh, Katie and I are like if we're gonna be split like let's try to get to Nottingham like that would be yeah. great because cool. I had been there before it was beautiful the team was awesome the students I met were great yeah. um, they were just starting off so I wouldn't feel like I'm I don't know, having to assimilate into this pre-established thing for like years, where it's like they've only really been around for three years in Nottingham. Right. It's like it's new enough that I wouldn't feel awkward jumping into that Good. late in the game. And uh, we, we just talked probably a solid half of the plane ride home. Right. And then um, when he said yeah. Birmingham and Nottingham, and we could choose which ones we wanted to go to, um, 
I was like, well, I, w- I would choose Nadia and, nice. and Phil goes, that's actually a coincidence because the steering committee and I had decided that we wanted these, this couple specifically to go to Birmingham. We wanted the three other people to be uh, floaters and we wanted you and Katie specifically in Nottingham, depending on if you were really opposed to it. Great. And I was like, wow, that is a coincidence. <laughs> what a or coincidence. it's God. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that was kind of a long, probably a longer answer than you were looking no, for. That's but exactly that was like right. the then to now. Um, started with passion for youth ministry. And this kind of falls under that bracket uh, of adolescent ministry, um, the 25 and younger kind of age bracket. But um, it, it, it to me is just ministry. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a five-year-old or a 55-year-old. You, you just have to find the right way to talk to them. Yeah. And if you're using language they won't understand, they're never going to understand it. Yeah. yeah, there's still so. people seeking to know who God is. And in a place where there isn't something like that established for them, right. that's exactly where we need to be. That's awesome. And you alluded to it, so I don't want to skip over it. But, um, you know, one of the themes of our podcast is everybody kind of finding, you know, where God's leading them to serve in their life and, mm-hmm. and what life on mission and all that kind of stuff. Um, sometimes God speaks in a lot of different ways. Sometimes God speaks through scripture. Uh, God speaks through, um, through prayer. God speaks through uh, what wise Christian people around you. And sometimes God speaks in other ways. Would you please explain how Ireland came to you? Gosh. Yeah, that's a weird story yeah <laughs> so, especially for a relationship too yeah so um <laughs> i was a junior at olivet nazarene university bourbon a illinois 60914 shout out <laughs> and uh i was um i don't think i was doing anything wrong but i i f- just kept feeling like i wasn't going towards something that i should be if yeah. that made sense and so um I, I basically started praying like, okay, God, I know I sh- I'm studying the right things. I know I'm moving towards ministry, but I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if I'm even moving towards the ministry you want me at, uh, so on and so forth. And I was just praying like, if I start to clear away some of the unnecessary things that are going on in my life, uh, can you start to guide me towards um, what you want for me? Yeah. And so... It was like um, I was a part of a, uh, a, a club. I was just too much time and effort. It was a lot of stress. It's like, okay, that's out. Um, it's, uh, it was like uh, random friends that it's like, I like you, but you're kind of a downer all the time, and that's bringing me down. <laughs> it's like they were out. That ain't it. I was dating uh, not Katie at the time. and it was Someone like, less than Katie, obviously. Yes, yeah. uh, much shorter. <laughs> and uh, it was like... This is, this is fun, but fun isn't a future. And so it was like, yeah. that's out. And uh, throughout all that time, I just kept like, okay, God, as I'm clearing away the brush, start to show me the path sort of idea. I want to interview that ex-girlfriend. and no, she, <laughs> she knows oh, she was no. referred to as the brush. That would be yeah. awesome. <laughs> she's a pastor. She's great. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yikes. We will not tag her on the, on the cool. we'll social right. media post. Cheers. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of what I was doing. And then there was this one night. It was like... 3.30 in the morning. I just could not fall asleep. So I was watching TV on the couch <laughs> and I realized it's 3.30 and I've got an 8 a.m. class. And I'm like, oh gosh, I gotta go to bed. At least try to go to bed. And so I I was living in an apart- a campus apartment with uh, two other people and my younger brother. And so we had all of our beds in one room 
we had all of our desks in the other room and then the living room and the, the kitchen are like uh, obviously community rooms. Everything was a community room. <laughs> and so um, I go in, I'm in the bottom bunk, my younger brother's on the top bunk. The other bunk is my buddy Trevor, t- uh, top, uh, sorry, top bunk Trevor, bottom bunk uh, Tom. Tom's a heavy snorer. Trevor is a prankster. <laughs> so I'm laying there and my eyes are closed and I hear clear as day, you need to go to Ireland. And I turn and I look at Tom and he's snoring. He was snoring while I heard it, so it wasn't him, <laughs> which means that it's Trevor, right? Because Matthew like wheezes when he sleeps. Right, right. Uh, we learned so much useful yeah. information. Yeah. <laughs> right, if we could tag all of them in the notes, that would yes, be exactly. appropriate. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, so Trevor, I, I look up Trevor, Trevor's not stirring. Trevor doesn't usually make noise, so it's like, I, I couldn't tell. So I get out of bed. And I like it like face to face with Tom, <laughs> bottom bunk, just to make sure that he is asleep. Oh gosh. Then I like get real tall and I get like face to face with Trevor and like he's drooling. He is asleep. <laughs> and then I look over at Matthew, he's asleep. And so I'm like, one of my best friends in the world is the RA. He has a key to our apartment. It's <laughs> like maybe he's in here somewhere. So I went into the office, flipped on the light, checked in the closet, nobody. Went in the bathroom, flipped on the light, checked in the shower, checked in the closet, nobody. Went out on the patio, nobody's on the patio. Nobody's in the kitchen, nobody's in the pantry. I go out into the hall of the apartment building, nobody is in the stairwells or anything. It's 4 (laughs) a.m. I go into Rob's apartment, because he keeps his unlocked on the off chance somebody needs him. I go into his apartment, he's dead asleep. So I'm like, huh. (laughs) So I just go back inside and I get in bed. And I'm laying there, and then I hear pretty much the same thing, like, Ireland, you need to go. And at this point, I'm like, okay, guys. <laughs> and I, I go over, and I check all of those same things. Everybody's asleep, and I sat in the living room, like, crisscross, just, like, like racking my brain, like, what does that mean? Go to Ireland. Because yeah. at that point, like, I was still... I, w- I wasn't sure if I thought that was God or if it was just me being weird and like thinking <laughs> at like three in the morning. Thinking, imposing thoughts. Yeah, imposing <laughs> thoughts. And uh, I, I just kept thinking, what would I even do? Am I supposed to do youth ministry? Am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do? And so I spent all of Christmas break, all of my free time that wasn't with family, researching how does one move to a country without in. <laughs> Formation. You know, like I didn't know. In movies, you just see they grab their passport, pack a bag, and go. Right. But it's like a montage. That's, that's not <laughs> how it actually works. So, like, I even got so deep into it where it's like, I had a pocket knife collection. I would love to bring those. Am I allowed to? You know, <laughs> would somebody be allowed to have a little pocket knife in their pocket there? Is that illegal? Like, you know, I don't know. Turns out it is. <laughs> uh, any, the, the law is very funny. It says anything pointy. <laughs> Which is funny. All inclusive, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I did that, and that's when I talked to Nathan. And so, fast forwarding, I had this like, this God moment of Ireland. Like, it needs to be Ireland. Like, that's what we were pursuing: is Ireland, 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 Ireland. It's like, finally, it's like, oh crap, Ireland's not happening. What does that mean? Like, we were told Ireland, and it's it's not happening. What does that mean? Right. And we kind of had to come to the conclusion uh, a while ago, um, I think mostly for our own sanity's sake, but that, Definitely, 100%. that um, just because you're called to a destination 
doesn't mean that's where you're going to end up. It just uh, let me try to rephrase that. Just because the call is one thing doesn't mean that that's what the call turns out to be. Yeah, and if it was our faithfulness in following that call, and that happened, all of that in the middle of the night stuff happened before we even started dating, and mm -hmm. then, um, so that was basically our entire relationship through like dating, engagement, this whole first year of marriage until that was the case, and if it was our faithfulness following that and our what our relationship was and what our life was going to look like even for if it's just for the first bit of our marriage and our lives together that was worth it um if it was just that faithfulness and following that initial calling then that was exactly where god wanted us to be whether it was ireland england um any of those other global scope ones that was a mouthful to say um all of that would have been right yeah and i, I think probably christy would agree like most large god following decisions in your life never go from point A to point B mm. immediately. There's right. always a B, C, D in the middle before you get to where God actually tells you to go. Yeah. And to be like, that was my experience moving to France for sure. I'm mm. sure a lot of Christy's life experiences were similar also. Um, so, <laughs> so I, always. So I, I, yeah, I can't wait to see what God yeah. makes heavens down the road. What's really funny is when we first, we met like in passing when she started going all of that and, right. um, with the first time we ever hung out alone. Like three years after that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were with a friend. He left. We both felt uncomfortable. We ended up going for a drive. <laughs> and so on both the drive. Both of us felt like we, I don't know, that we would make the other person feel like we didn't want to spend time with them. If, if we, didn't we didn't say yes to just continuing hanging out, like getting to know the other person. Yeah. So I don't know. We're both too people oriented to have yeah, that not be the case. I didn't want to hurt her feelings if I just left. <laughs> my friend left and she didn't want to hurt my feelings. If right. She left when my friend left. So right. we're on this drive <laughs> and it's a pretty classic, you know, college question. Like, what are you going to do after graduation? <laughs> and so uh, we asked each other that and uh, she, she uh, Katie goes, uh, well, I was going to take a, a gap year or a couple of gap years and go to Ireland before college. And I really felt like I should do that. So maybe I'll go to Ireland after graduation. You said, said, will you marry me? <laughs> what I said was, <laughs> right. that's, what I said was, that's crazy. I feel like I need to go to Ireland. Maybe we can hang out when you get there. <laughs> that's Ding. amazing. Yeah. Wedding ring. Yeah. Right. So. One of the, I'm really excited to have you guys on right now because you're you're pre-moving. Yeah. And so I, I want people yeah. listening to this podcast to really get a lot of feeling for what the world of global impact looks like. And so um, walk us through the process. Like, what does it look like to to sign up to be a part of this? Put a team together. What's the process I mean like as far as visas? Like, talk us through what has happened so far. Yeah. Okay. Fundraising. Yeah. So right. first and foremost, I had like three months of interview processes yeah. to get a part of this organization. It was everything from like written essays uh, that ended up being like 40, 50 pages long uh, to I had a psych eval where I had to take this like long test and then I had to talk to a psychiatrist about my test and um, uh, stuff like that. Basically the whole idea is they want to make sure that you're, you understand that this is a big deal. The gravity um, and the severity of devoting your life to ministry yeah. in another country. <laughs> yeah, and also that like they want to make sure that you're not crazy. <laughs> so the result of this evaluation there, did influence my willingness to marry him. Yeah. I'll put right. that there. Okay. <laughs> Sidelines, like, I can't miss it. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I went through all the whole battery of stuff before yeah. we moved to, and we took the, the marriage test, 
And oh. I, I'm a very, very positive person, like to a fault. And so uh, we actually, <laughs> we took the whole test and my answers were so positive that they fell out of the realm of, of, of reality. So they threw the whole mm. test out. Oh, that's <laughs> so, yeah, funny. Oh, my word. Up. I also, I also, that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. There was definitely a tinge of that when we did our marriage counseling here. Um, that was something that we talked about a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for myself. Sorry, continue. But, yeah. Oh, you're good. Um, so that was kind of the first. And then uh, after that, you get, um, I guess, affiliated into this organization. And then they yeah. have a thing called launch. And that's basically just like uh, everything you need to know in like a three-day uh couple of conferences it's like here's everything right. and then here's a packet for when you forget oh, i was wow. kind of like the thing and then you get assigned a, uh, a support coach which is like for all the finance stuff you cool. can call and talk or um, if you have questions about the fundraising and all that kind of stuff um, as well as like man if you're distressed you can call up your coach and or set up a time to call up your coach um, so that after after launch is what that's called then that's when you're expected to start doing the the support raising stuff so you'll get a number of what your monthly number is um and how much it would cost to live in that country yeah as well as do ministry exactly right, yeah definitely. so whatever the the total monthly cost is cut in half half of its ministry half of it is so you can live good um like perfectly right down the middle right um, and so uh, that's when that is starting, and um, you are supposed to come up with a uh, like a pretty rough pitch, like write it down, and then present it to your coach, and then your coach gives you pointers on how it went, and like you know obviously it's going to change person to person yeah. and mm -hmm. whatnot, and then then you're expected to just go out and start support raising, and it's uh, it's a lot it's hard it's it's weird asking your friends and family to give you yeah, copious is. amounts of money right. for extended periods of time yeah. right. uh, let alone strangers yeah, right Definitely. yeah but we have had so most of the people that are supporting us are either family or friends and then mm -hmm. what's interesting is we've got some random people neither one of us have ever met before right um, like I worked at a bar for a bit there um, uh, and I was just casually talking about this with somebody, and he gave us seven hundred dollars on wow. the spot. Wow! Yeah. He uh, paid his tab and put seven hundred dollars in my hand. Seven one hundred dollar bills, which was crazy yeah. to me. Who carries that on yeah, them right, exactly. on purpose? <laughs> but he put seven uh, seven hundred dollars in my hand and said, "Hey, my wife and I really believe in what you're doing. Good luck out there. We'll be praying for you." Wow! And it's just like, holy crap! Like bizarre. God, I, I brought you some drinks and some nachos, and we just casually <laughs> Best talked. Best nachos ever. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. But uh, it's hard, but then you get moments like that. Or we've had uh, uh, family friends uh, where it's like we, we sat down to like give them this pitch, and before we could even talk, they go, hey, before you start going, I just want to let you know that we are going to support you no matter yeah. what for as long as you're there. Wow. We don't know how much that number is going to be, but we're going to do this as long as you're right. there. Awesome. And yeah, it's just specifically like, that wow. was somebody who worked here at Parkview. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So um, it's just it, it's it's been hard because obviously asking anything money related yeah, absolutely. Stuff. But uh, uh, especially when it's friends and family. Yeah. Hundred percent. And uh, uh, so many people don't, I guess, understand um, why this part of it is so necessary. The the support raising f aspect of it is necessary. Um, 
a lot of people, uh, including some family members, have said like, "Well, why don't you just, why don't you just pay for it?" <laughs> and it's like, that's it's kind of not the point. You know, the point is partnering with a community to make something amazing happen. You know, right. and uh, also it humbles us insanely to ridiculously, yeah. Because that yeah. was even something that took us a while to feel okay with and actually mean it. Yeah. Like when we're saying that to our friends and family, mm-hmm. um, and this journey not being an easy one has definitely helped that too, especially when we're just finding our footing like financially and relationally in our first year of marriage and trying to figure out what that looks like here, let alone in another country. And for them to say, we have you because we believe in this and we support you and we believe in what's going on there. Even for people who are raising money for a a one-week, two-week mission trip or whatever, we tell them the reason this is important, we we don't want you to pay it all yourself because we want you to have... 50 people around you who are invested in what you're doing mm-hmm. because that means they're going to pray for you. It yeah. means you're going to be exactly. on their minds. That means they're going to be following what you do. Yeah. They're going to be involved in what you're doing. That's way more important right. than, than you just write a check or whatever. Right. And it's beyond biblical too. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And there's that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, God. <laughs> Which is why I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> so what? tell us what your ministry will look like in Nottingham. Yeah, that was right. Nottingham, very nice. So um, Tom would be proud. um, It's uh, not quite like ministry how people in the U.S. picture ministry. Mm -hmm. Ministry here looks like an event or like a weekend thing or like a class or a small group and stuff like that. And over there, what we're going to be doing is more so just, um, I guess, just existing but with a purpose, if that makes sense. So the whole idea is we have a a space. uh, In Nottingham's case, it's a a storefront. Uh, In uh, Birmingham's case, it's like a a separate little house. Um, And the whole idea is, uh, you know, if you want to come do your homework here in between class, come do your homework. If you forgot to make coffee or buy coffee on your way to class and you don't have time to stop at Starbucks, swing in. We're going to have free (laughs) coffee. Grab it and go if you want to come play a board game uh, after class come we're here if you have lunch that you don't want to just eat on a bench somewhere we've got tables come eat lunch right if you want to talk about jesus we're here for that too but we're not gonna like throw it in somebody's face and say hey we're here to do that if that makes sense and then once those relationships are established there's so much room for curiosity and um questioning and just um, conversation and meeting with students and everything to happen yeah. too. So and so beyond that function, uh, we do have events, um, right. things like free dinner. Uh, so free dinner is usually accompanied by uh, games afterwards. And so it's or like if you want to come get free dinner uh, and just eat the dinner and leave, by all means, do that. If you want to eat the free dinner and hang out and know that there is going to be a five to ten minute little talk, but then board games, do that too. Um, there are things like they call it weekend away where it's like they just plan a weekend trip somewhere and then they gather up as many people that can go or want to go and then they go Um, stuff like that there are small groups so it's like if you want to join a bible study we have those if you want to join a uh, crummy movie watch party small group we have those too Mm -hmm. it's like uh, they call them small groups but it could be it could be you watch a movie and then you all sit there and review it together or it could be actually sitting down and reading a book or reading the Bible or talking about faith and uh, stuff like that. So 
it kind of the starting point is welcome all and for whatever you want Definitely. and starting that connection yeah and the idea is once people kind of get to know us and see that we're not just there to hoodwink them into believing in Jesus that they'll feel comfortable uh, sort of exploring what that looks like um, later on that's great so yeah so um, sorry I'm just taking a little note oh you're good you're saying. <laughs> um, so what is what are what are the what are some of the big fears or the big questions mm. that are out there for you guys Everything. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, and it hadn't been this way over the last year and a half. David's not wrong. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, just whether it's financially, whether it's um, the house where we're going to live in, what the commute's going to be like, if I'll have a job, yeah. um, what that will look like financially within that um, global scope and CMF like supported budget, um, and then also just finding. A church community that we love and can um, Good. just get involved in and find people that feel like home and that doesn't mean home here in the United States that means home in our hearts yeah. and spiritually and with the people Absolutely. that we can connect with um, and just what our day-to-day life is going to look like um, just because we didn't expect to be a married couple in the United States for so long um, we, we were kind of yeah. ready to move last September <laughs> and yeah, that right. was kind of the timeline yeah. that we were ready for um, but we have come to really love what life looks like here and so there's definitely like a little bit of I don't know anticip- nervous anticipation for what that's going to be mm-hmm. um, and creating our day-to-day there yeah because yeah. at the end of the day um, Katie's originally from Ohio yeah. and so all of her family and extended family is Ohio or Pennsylvania all of my family's here yeah. He's Orland Park, born and raised. Yeah, like and so <laughs> his entire life, like twenty six years. Every single person I've ever met, every friend I've ever made, was either here or at college, forty minutes away. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, even for Katie, it's like every family member she has is either a six hour drive or a seven hour drive away, eight hour yeah. drive away. And it's like I've always been displaced, like mm-hmm. from the people that I love. So I'm really good at long distance, nice. really, really am. But but our married different. lives together, obviously, yeah, completely different, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. at the end of the day, it's everybody we've ever known is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the hardest part at the moment is knowing that we won't be able to see them yeah. uh, for a very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, unless we come home or unless they have the money to come visit. Yeah. Um, and that, I think, has been the hardest part because everything else is just logistics. Right. And the logistics can be hard and it can be stressful, but at the end of the day... They're not what, the things to dwell on. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're not those people either. Yeah. yeah. Although technology is awesome. We're so thankful for all that kind of stuff. But we used to do Christmas mornings uh, with my parents on Skype, their little heads on the screen. Yeah. As my kids unwrap their presents. It's not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's great. <laughs> and I'm so thankful for it, but it's not the same yeah. thing. Yeah, that's super hard. Yeah. And I'm, I'm super excited about this now again, like kind of get you guys before... But I'd love to do another podcast in about a year or so oh. after you guys get there and get settled <laughs> and uh, kind of hear, you know, as you move through the different steps of getting up to speed and, and, and investigating the new culture and stuff, I'd love to hear you guys kind of progress on yeah, that. This, this, this is great. Yeah, absolutely. Love to come visit. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> we have family there. We're going to have to hook you up. Really? Yeah. Um, so what would you tell? So you had a very interesting experience in hearing that call from God. What would you tell other people who are trying to kind of figure out mm-hmm. their life on mission or, or how to figure out what their life on mission is? Yeah, that's a great question. 
um, because I think it looks a little different for everybody. Good. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're actually seeking what God wants for you and you're okay knowing that it might not turn out how you think it's going to turn out, then I think you're in the right place. Definitely. Because at the end of the day, just because God calls you to Ireland doesn't mean you're going to Ireland. It might mean you're going to England instead. So, yeah. Last question, guys. How can our listeners be praying for you in this process? Yeah. COVID's been weird. Yeah, for sure. Um, everything Gosh. is taking longer than expected. Yep. Um, so I guess just prayers that things come through when they need to um, and that we can get there before next August. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So yeah. That would be great. Because <laughs> uh, right now the plan is uh, sometime the end of uh, this August or early September. Yeah. And, and that's uh, just dependent on paperwork. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At this point, it's just paperwork. And that's the hard part is once we finish the paperwork, it's entirely out of our hands. And it's just their right. timing and whenever they decide to get around to it. Right. So, yeah, that would be the biggest one. Beyond that, just uh, maintaining sanity and stress levels is the lowest they possibly can be given the situations and right. yes yeah awesome yeah. well guys thank you so much for joining us we're so glad to have you thanks for super having excited us. for you and like glad to be partners in what you're going to be doing yeah. uh just a reminder for all of our podcast listeners you can find more information in the show notes uh information about global scope about birmingham about nottingham <laughs> And all the other great places. Tom and Jenna will be livid. (laughs) Um, But again, you can also find information about all of our global partners in the show notes. So please check that out. Um, Katie and David, thank you so much for joining us. God bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.